How many are excited for God's word today? Come on, are you excited? I mean, really excited. Are you excited in the chat? Go ahead, type it in there. I'm excited. Or put some praise hands up, all right? And uh, because I, I believe that God has a word for us today. So if you have a Bible, go ahead and turn to Acts chapter 1 and put a finger there and hold your place. And then go over to James chapter 1, both in the New Testament and put your finger there, and we'll read from James here in a moment. To set this up, I just want to tell you that uh, I, I, sometimes I, I just try to put myself, do you do this? Try to put yourself into the Bible. You know, like, like try to be there and, and like feel what it felt like. Uh, and, and I'm telling you with the disciples, can you imagine Jesus is crucified. Now, you think he's going to take over. You know, he, he's going to put these Romans in their place, kick them out of there and show this Israel is God's people. But now he's dead. And then he's buried. And then it looks hopeless. But then he rises from the dead and you have breakfast with him, Right? That, that changes stuff. But then, several days later, after he's made many appearances to different people, Paul tells us at one point he met with 500 people at one time. And then he goes up on a hillside and he ascends into heaven and he's gone. Can you imagine and, and Jesus promised some things to his disciples. He said, you are going to be ferociously fearless. The world's gonna come at you, but you're gonna be fearless. And you're gonna have an incredible joy in the midst of situations of life. And you're gonna have on going persecution. How many, he could have left that third one out, you know? But, he says, but take care and, and, and be joyful because I'm gonna give you a gift. I, I'm gonna give you a gift that's gonna make all the difference so that whatever is over your head, you'll understand, is under his feet. That he has victory over everything. I'm, a, I'm about to release a power like you've never experienced before. You, you've never had anything like this. And Francis Schaeffer, a great uh, writer who's passed away now, but wrote some incredible things. He, he said that he doesn't think the disciples received persecution simply because they were believers in Jesus. That, that wasn't the big deal, that they were believers in Jesus. The big deal was they were exclusively believers in Jesus. Hear me. 
as long as they would have been okay that we Romans have many gods. And we even call our chief, our Caesar, God. So if you'll accept that, hear me. If, if you'll just, you know, you, you can have Jesus, but you gotta have all this other too. And you gotta call all this, these other religions legit. And if you'll call them legit, then we'll put up with your craziness about some guy that's come back from the dead. And you, you can kind of believe that. But, but here's the problem. All the other gods, all the other religions of the world, you have to do something. You have to please Caesar. You have to gain Caesar's uh, approval. You, you have to gain the God's approval. You have to win them over. There's things you have to do. But Christianity says, no, you can't do it. You can't do it. God says, but I can do it. I can do what you cannot do. And I'm going to do what you cannot do. I'm going to come personally in the form of my son and I'm going to take all of your sins, all of you, whether you believe it or not, whether you accept it or not, doesn't make any difference because I love all of you and I'm going to take all your sin and die for it on the cross. So it's unlike every other religion. And so as a result, it causes persecution. Now, I don't know where we're going to be in our country in 10 years. But I think there's already a lot of people who would say, you can have your Jesus. Just kind of keep him in your house and, and you can wear your T-shirt certain places and whatever and, and all. But... You got to call my faith legit too. You, you, got, you can't say yours is exclusive. You, you can't say that yours is greater. But see, Jesus said, no, I'm going to give you something that's going to make such a difference in your life that it will be notable. It will be notable. People will, will have to stand up and take notice of you. Because when you get in tight places, when you get in difficult circumstances, when, when you have persecution come your way and you don't know how to answer people and you don't know what to do and, and they're coming at you and they're treating you like they treat me and have treated me, when that happens, he will be in you and he that is in you is greater than he that's in the world. That, that's what Jesus promised. We, we've been, anybody ever watch old shows? Anybody admit that? Uh, just, you know, in, in Netflix and different things, awesome. You, you can watch stuff. We, we've been watching some off and on of I Dream a Genie. Come on, somebody. Back in the 60s, you know, I dream of Jeannie, and, and Jeannie was this, was this genie, okay, 
who came out of a bottle and, and she could grant wishes uh, to her master. But, but it was all good unless the master lost the bottle, right? He, he had to make sure he had that bottle. And, and, and we saw an episode just recently where, where she, she was out, but then she got inside of a, a, of a safe and couldn't get out. Because she had to be able to see or be able to have a hole where she could get out. And it was sealed shut. And, and so it was a very perturbing situation. And, 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 and they had to get her out so she could get back in her bottle and, and have all of her power. Jesus said, I'm going to give you something that's better than a bottle. That's better than something on the ex- exterior. Better than something that you might lose. You might misplace it. You might not remember where you left it. Instead, he says, I'm going to give you something that's going to be inside you. It's going to flow out of you like living waters. I'm going to give you a gift. I want to talk to you today about a gift. Anybody ever received some gifts that you're like... You know, maybe your kids drew something for you and you're, oh, that's so, that's so special, you know. You got it upside down, Dad. Oh, I knew that. I was just looking at it from a different angle, right? I remember when Rochelle was teaching preschool when we first moved to Avon to start this church. And people, precious people, You know what I mean when I say precious, right? (laughs) Like, bless your heart, you know, in the South, you know. Oh, well, bless their heart. You know what that means, right? And, And so precious people at Christmas and at the end of the year and on special teacher occasions, they would bring gifts to my wife. And to the other teachers. And um, I don't know how many things, kind of like this one, bring that up for me on the screen, that she would receive. And this is like $5 on Amazon that you can give to your teacher. And can you imagine how blessed she is or he is to receive 30 Little red apples <laughs> that they can put in their pocket, you know, and, and, and to go with the 30 they got last year from that class and the year before and all. And, and, and so what many of these things wound up doing is going in our attic because you just never knew if you'd run across somebody who gave you that plastic apple that said best teacher on it. And, and so, oh, yes, we have it. We, we, oh, yes, thank you, thank you, right? How many know, I don't know, I'm just going to speak up for teachers today, all right? How many know teachers are unsung heroes in our community? Come on, come on. All the educators, the teachers... 
That's why we were over there helping Hickory and we're over there at Hickory Elementary blessing them and doing stuff for them, giving them free coffees, uh, gift cards and things like that. Give, don't buy me a $5 plastic apple. Just give me $5. <laughs> Come on, somebody. Because if 30 of these parents or 25 of them will give me $5... That's a lot better than a bunch of plastic apples in my attic. Come on, somebody, right? I, I don't need that. The gift that I'm talking about today, you don't put it in your attic. The gift that I'm talking about today is so valuable, it's so vital, it's so victorious when it comes to life that, that you just, you, you gotta have it with you 24 seven and the good news is Jesus intended for it to be that way. When God gives a gift, you don't put it in the attic. And in James chapter one, verse 17, here's what the Bible says. Every good and perfect gift is from above, coming down from the Father of the heavenly lights, who does not change like the shifting shadows. He says it's a good and it's a perfect gift. It's a good gift. In the original language, this word good is a superlative. In other words, it's not just good. We say good. You know, somebody asks you, how you doing? Good. You know, uh, I'm good. And, 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 you know, you may not be good, but you, you say good. That's not what he's talking about here. He's talking about good in the sense that gooder. All right? I'll just make up a word. Gooder than good. In other words, it's like the best kind of gift. It's not a plastic apple that, that's just like all the other ones that winds up in your attic. This, this is something significant. This is something so special that it's like the best gift. It's, it's like a complete gift. And then he says, it's not just good, but it's perfect. It's perfect. And the best way to describe this is sometimes how we talk. And maybe you say something like this. Oh, this is like the perfect gift. Right? You ever say that? Because it's exactly what you wanted. It's exactly what you were hoping for. It's exactly what you were dreaming for. You, you were hoping, you didn't even maybe think you were gonna get it, but you got it and you're like, oh, it's perfect. And the Bible says that God gives you a gift that's good, that's gooder than any other gift you could ever get and it's perfect because it's so usable. It's not something you just put away in a box somewhere. It's something that's usable for day in and day out of the circumstances of life. And as a matter of fact, it's exactly what you need exactly when you need it. 
That's what God's gift is for you. When God gives a gift, it's the best gift you could ever get. It's a gift that can heal you. It's a gift that can deliver you. It's a gift that can empower you. It's a gift that can change you from the inside out. Does anybody here know what I'm talking about today? Have you ever experienced something like that? And he has this gift and he says, and here's when it's gonna come. It's gonna come on you and in you when I leave you. In just a few days, you're gonna receive a different kind of baptism. You've been baptized just like we'll have people baptized today in, in church, but, but you'll be baptized not just in water, which is awesome. And let me just say, if you've not been baptized in water, what are you waiting for? Okay, if you're saved, if you got born again, if Jesus took your sins away on the inside, you need to show it on the outside. And we have baptism class after every service. No excuse, okay? After every service, you can just go across the hall and say, what is the deal? Why, why does Craig get so wound up about this? And they'll tell you why. Because Jesus did. Jesus got baptized. I think if Jesus thought he should get baptized, you should get baptized, okay? So, so then he says, but I've got another one for you. I've got another baptism that's about to happen in your life. He has a gift for us to receive. Yeah, and, 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 and you know, just to explain this further, these gifts, you know, so, sometimes maybe you get a gift card. And here's the thing. Did you know there's like a racket in the gift card industry? Yeah, like 40% of gift cards never get cashed. That's like free money to the companies. 40% that people don't even buy it, don't even use it. You know why? Because many of them lose them. Where is that gift card? I thought we had a gift card for here. You know, well, I don't know. What'd you do with it? You know, and where'd you put it? And, and, and so it works kind of like that. Or, or people, you know, they, they don't just lose it, but they just don't use it. They, they just don't use it. They, it's there, but they forget about it. They go somewhere else to eat. They buy their clothes somewhere else or whatever. They see something they like somewhere else, and they don't even use it, 40%. Jesus says, 100% of you will want this. You'll want to use this, and you'll want to use it when the doctor tells you there's no hope. You'll want to use this when you find out that your partner that you promised to has, hasn't been unfaithful to you. You'll want this when your kids are going crazy and you don't know what to do because you've done everything you know to do. You'll want this when your emotions are in such a twisted state that you don't know how to get it straightened out again when you're so 
depressed, so discouraged, so despondent that you don't know that you can get up in the morning. You want this gift that can get you higher than anything else. All right, Acts 1 and verse 8. Here's what Jesus says. This is right before his feet lift off the planet. They say that a person's last words can be some of the most important words they ever say. These are Jesus' last words. That you will receive power when the Holy Spirit comes on you. And you will be my witnesses in Jerusalem and in all Judea and Samaria and to the ends of the earth. What is he saying? He's saying, I'm about to leave y'all. All right? And I know that sends panic to you because I've been the one multiplying fish and loaves. I've been the one causing blind people to see. I've been the one calling the dead back to life. But... You're about to get in on it. You're about to receive the same spirit. Paul says this later. The same spirit that raised me from the dead. You're about to get this gift as well. So here's what I want you to do. All right. You online and you in this building. Just put everything aside that you've ever heard about the Holy Spirit for the next few minutes. All right, just, just everything. I know there are people that get weird. I know that. I've met many of them, all right? That, that gets strange and weird and, and spooky. And, and I know there's excesses, and I know that you might have had all kinds of experiences. You might, have been, you might have heard things from people. I just want you to just, for the next few minutes, just put that aside, okay? And let's just let Jesus speak for Jesus. How many think that might be a good idea? Just let Jesus speak for Jesus. And here's what Jesus says. He says, I'm going to give you something that, that is the best thing I can give. It's like, it's not just good, it's gooder. And, and it's the perfect gift. It's, it's exactly what you need, exactly when you need it. And it's going to be available to all of you, to every one of you, even Peter. All right? Even Peter. And, and here's, here's what it's kind of like. I don't know. How many like popcorn? You know, popcorn. And, and popcorn, a funny thing. You know, ever since microwave popcorn, that, that was such a cool thing. I don't know who invented that, but kudos to you, all right? That, that you can just take a bag. Think about that. A bag of kernels. And just put that in the microwave and hit popcorn and then just go sit and wait. And all of a sudden, this microwave 
energy will start bam, blasting all of those kernels, every single one of them. It'll just start firing on all of those and just, and then pop, 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 pop. You better get it about right now, right? You you better get it about right now. You better don't be messing around. Don't it's not time to go to the bathroom right now or anything like that, right? You you better get it. And, and so you you get it out. And I'm telling you, all that power, all of that energy that's focused in there, and yet there's a few stubborn kernels that refuse to do what they're supposed to do. They, they, they won't do. The same energy, the same power was in that room. And yet some of them, it seems, didn't experience it. I've seen people in church, the Holy Spirit comes. And it's as thick as a cloud in the room. And there are many people who are sensing and feeling that the atmosphere has shifted. That something unique is happening. Something different, something unlike what was happening five, 10, 15 minutes ago, it's like something, someone has entered the room and there's all this power that comes, this energy that's there and yet not everybody knows it. You know what I'm saying? Not, not everybody experiences it. You know, there's some people that, you know, you're just like, oh, he's here. And then you look, and there's somebody. And you're like, what is that? What is, what, are, what is wrong with you? Can you not feel that? Can you not sense that? Do you not know that God is in the room right now? Come on. But I can't make you pop. I can't make you do it, but I'm telling you, there's someone who wants to come. And Jesus said, here, let's, let's just wrap it up with what Jesus said, two things, two results that will happen. There are a lot of things that can happen when the Holy Spirit comes into your life, but let's just focus. Let's just focus on what Jesus said would happen to you. When the Holy Spirit comes on you, two results. Here's what he says. He says, one, the first one he says is power. Everybody say that with me. Power. Say it out loud. Power. Power is going to come upon you. Now, I have an advantage here again in believing this because I had the blessing of growing up, not just in a Christian home, but in a home where my folks believed in the power of the Holy Spirit. 
that, that it wasn't just for that first century people. Because, boy, they had some rough times. They had politics. They had persecution. They had, they had a lot of discouragement. They had a lot of emotional issues in the first century. They needed the Holy Spirit. But, you know, we don't need that today. But my folks thought we did need it today. And we might need it more today than we even needed it 1,900 years ago. And, and so here, here's what they would tell me is they would tell me about stories of going to church. My mom would tell me about she being in church. She says, I remember when I was in church and I was, a, I was just a girl and, and, and the pastor would be up there preaching and he'd get wound up and a uh, spirit of God be moving in the service and, and his wife be sitting down there on the front row and all of a sudden, uh, altar time or whatever, she'd hop up and kick the person off of, of, the, of the piano bench that was over there and she'd start playing. And she says, and here's what was funny, is she didn't know how to play. <laughs> she didn't know how to play. But when the Holy Spirit came on her, she could play. Yeah, if you told her, now go play us a song, she'd be like, mm, twinkle, twinkle, little star or something, you know. But when the Holy Spirit came on her, she's all over that keyboard. And my mom said it was, wow. She... I heard stories of how the original person that founded the church I was brought up in, Maria Woodworth Etter, how, how that she would be, in her last years, she'd be ill, and she'd be next door, because they used to make the pastor live next door. It was like punishment or something. I don't know what it was. But anyway, they, they'd put them next door where everybody could just find them and call on them, knock on their door all night and stuff like that. And, and so, so anyway, she's, she's next door. And the board would go over there. They, they'd start the service. They'd start singing. They'd start praising. And they'd just keep on praising and singing and shouting and, and, and carrying on. And, and they go over next door and say, all right, it's time. Church is already going. Let's get you over there. And they would literally, my mom said, carry her over and lay her on the front seat. And, and the Spirit of God, again, would come on that woman who couldn't even walk over from next door to the house and she all of a sudden, people would witness it, she would jump up from that seat where she's laying over weak and frail and get up, come on the platform and begin to preach the good news of Jesus. And then they'd take her back. Who does that? Who does that? Who's able to cause people to do things they cannot do on their own? Who is able to give strength to the weary and those who have no power? Who is it who is able? Jesus said, when you receive the Holy Spirit, you will get power. Power. And, and you know, the thing about power is sometimes I, I think, you know, 
I don't have a test, a powerful testimony. You ever felt that way? Like, like you hear these powerful testimonies. I grew up hearing testimonies, we called them. It's just somebody's story, all right? And so they would testify or, or share their story. And sometimes it'd be a story like, oh, I've been addicted to alcohol for 25 years. I, I've been hooked on cocaine for the last 10 years. I was addicted to porn for... 14 years, and I was addicted. All kinds of addictions and hang-ups and issues. And then they miraculously would be set free by God's power. And I'd think, hmm, that is so good. What's your story? I went to Sunday school (laughs) like a good boy. Went to church, never left. And then I get to thinking about my story of of never being drunk, of never being arrested, of never being high, of never getting addicted to things and substances and things like that, and of keeping myself as a virgin until I was nearly 24 years old and got married and had sex only with one person for one lifetime. I just want to tell young people it is possible. It is possible. It's possible. And here's what I want to tell you. Who did that? That wasn't willpower. That wasn't just you know, my own thought process of trying to overcome things in my own natural. No, that was the supernatural power of the Holy Spirit of God who is able. I'm talking about the X factor today. I'm talking about someone who can do more for you than anybody else I know. That when you're broken in spirit, when, when you're, you, you, in other words, I thank God that he can set people free from sin, but I also know he can keep you from sin through the power of the Holy Spirit. Okay, he can both set free and he can keep you free by the power of the Holy Spirit. And, and Jesus, you know, talked about, if you knew what I had, you would ask me for it. In the Old Testament, there's a verse that says, oh, taste and see that the Lord is good. See, I, I want everybody under 20 or everybody under 25, maybe everybody under 85, I don't know, uh, to understand that you don't have to taste the world to see. That's not what he says. He says, taste the spirit and see. Because see, once you taste the spirit, you won't want that other. Anybody ever have this? This will mess you up. Anybody ever have great chocolate? No, no, I'm not talking Hershey's, all right? I'm talking about chocolate like you think you just went to heaven. You're sitting with Jesus right now, 
and, and it's the marriage supper of the lamb or whatever. You know, it's like, it's stuff they only serve in heaven. It's like I thought I'd tasted chocolate before, but I did not taste chocolate before today, right here, right now. Anybody with me? Anybody with me? Some of you don't have a clue. Just keep on enjoying your Hershey's, all right? You're way better off. You'll have, you'll have more money in your pocket, okay? But I'm telling you, when you taste certain things, you can't go back to the other anymore. You know what I'm saying? And if you do, you're like, hmm, that isn't as good as I remembered. And I'm just telling you, if some of you would tap into what I'm preaching about today, if you would taste and see of the Holy Spirit, you wouldn't go back to the pig pen. You wouldn't go back to the slop. You wouldn't go back to all the old stuff. Because you would taste and see. I'm talking about a real experience. I'm talking about an experience that if you get a hold of it, you could, you could volunteer in kids' ministry. You could. Because you wouldn't do it in your power. You wouldn't do it in your strength. You'd do it in his strength. See, I'm talking about you. You could be a greeter. And you could be an awesome greeter. Because you wouldn't come in your spirit. And what your week has been like. And if, oh, if anybody knew all that I've been through and whatever this week, it's been a hard week. Oh, maybe if I just pout a little, somebody will come over and feel sorry for me today. No, no. Instead, you say, you know what? I've had a tough week, but I'm telling you, Holy Spirit, Fill me today. There's going to be people there that need a smile, that need someone with the joy of the Lord, which is our strength. So fill me, fill me, fill me. You come in different than anybody else because of this gift. Paul says, when I preached to you, I didn't preach to you eloquent. I didn't come in teaching a bunch of Greek and Hebrew to impress you. No, when I came and I preached to you, I came in the power of the Holy Spirit. And I'm telling you, if you came today just to hear an eloquent speech and be done and to go on your merry way and to feel good about today, you went to the wrong church because I came to experience him. Experience him. Because when you're filled with him, you've got the power to do anything. Let me just tell you about this tree. They, they, they were, I think it was in Japan, where they were up on this mountain and the snow was blowing and it was crazy and extreme temperatures. And they looked and there were some trees that were blooming, blossoming. Fruit trying to come out of these trees. And they couldn't figure out what is going on. How do you have this happening in the midst of this extreme weather? And what they discovered is down below the surface, those trees and those roots had gone down into volcanic ash. 
And what they were doing is they were tapping into that warm soil that was feeding them and giving them energy. I'm telling you, when the Holy Spirit comes on you, you root down and touch into something that even if the wind is blowing, even if all hell is breaking loose around you, swirling around you, and you can't even see your hand in front of your face, it is possible to still keep blooming in the midst of that. And isn't it interesting that Jesus said, fire, there's going to be some fire. Because when you read in the, in the book of Acts, you, you can go ahead and read on your own. All right, I give you permission to read the Bible on your own, okay? In Acts chapter 2, it says fire came on them. And isn't it something? That's the reason why you see people that are going through all kinds of stuff. You see people that it ought to break them. It ought to bend them right over. It ought to be too much. It, it's just so much. They've got one hit after another. They've got all these things that are coming their way, and yet there's still life. They're blooming. They're still having fruit. There's still something. I'm telling you, there's a different root system. If you just search that person out, you'd find out there's something down beneath the surface of their life that you can't see. The world didn't give it, and the world can't take it away. Not only fire, but uh, just real quick, this side note, all right? You ready? Uh, isn't this something that the first thing the Holy Spirit went after in those new believers was something that you can't control? Something that Jesus' brother said. It's like when the smallest parts of your body it's one of the small, and it's kind of ugly. And nobody really wants to look at it. And it's so small and so insignificant, it seems. And yet, no one can tame it. He says it's the tongue. He says it's like a fire. It'll burn down your marriage. It'll burn down your relationship. But the first thing the Holy Spirit went after is that thing that James says you can't control because it's just like God is saying, you can't control it, but I can control it. I can control it. I can come, and, and, and he gave them tongues, he gave them prophecy, he gave them all kinds of boldness because God is saying, I can control what you can't control. To get you through the hardest time, the, the situations that you can't that you can't get through, I can get you through it. And here's the second thing: is witnesses, witnesses. He, he says you'll be witnesses. Now, a witness in a courtroom is different than a lawyer, right? Now, I just want to say how I love lawyers. All right, just if you're a lawyer, God love you. All right. So glad for you. But lawyers, you know, they're just there to represent. They may not have any attachment to the person they're representing. They're just, it's like a business transaction for them. 
But when you call a witness, have you ever seen this? Where somebody's mama comes and they say, mama, do you swear to tell the whole truth? Oh, yes, I do. And, and she gets up there and she says, my boy, my boy's a good boy. He's a wonderful boy. And I know he's not been perfect, but he means well. And this is what I've always known about him. And you can see the passion. You, you can see the difference. There, there's a difference there because it's coming out of experience. Do you know what I'm saying? And, and Jesus says, when I call you to be a witness, I'm not asking you to be an attorney. I'm not asking you to argue with people and argue them into the kingdom. When's the last time somebody did that successfully? But what I am calling you to do is to be a witness. In other words, not even just more than a serve day. Thank God for what we were able to do yesterday and serve in our serve day and give several hours to to make a difference right here in our own community. But we, we'll spend a week in Peru or the Dominican or somewhere, and, and in a week we'll, we'll live there and, and try to make a difference. And let me tell you something. That, that's awesome. That's great. But that's not even what Jesus is talking about here. He says, I'm talking about something that 24-7 you'll be a witness. In other words, it won't just be something you do, it'll be something you become. You, you won't just do it, but you'll be it. And here's what it's like. You know, if this was your life, okay, this cup, it, it, it's your life. And maybe you feel empty today. Maybe you feel lost and you, you feel like your, your life just doesn't have that much going but the Holy Spirit comes and he begins to fill our lives and he begins to fill and to fill and to fill. And here's what the Bible says, not just full. Here's what, here's what he has in mind. I'm just telling you, this, this is what he has in mind for you today. So much so that you're so full that people in the next cubicle next to you at work, if you're back to work, okay, or even on the online chat, okay, even on the Zoom call at work or whatever it is, everyone that gets around you, they get splashed on. There's an overflow. That happens. Come on, somebody. Do you know what I'm saying? It, it's, it's, it's more. It's more than just an evangelism class on Monday night to tell you how to witness to your coworkers. No, Jesus said more than a class, more than technique, more than memorization of scripture. And I'm all for you memorizing scripture. But I've met some people that have memorized a lot of scripture and they were meaner than a snake. <laughs> it, 
It's more than something in your head that I'm talking about today. It's an experience that happens in your heart that fills you to overflowing until you can't handle it. It's overflowing. It's bursting out. It's spraying on your husband. It's coming out on your wife. It's coming out on your kids. You know what I'm saying? Listen, I got to wrap this up because I'm tired, all right? And I got to do it again. So Luke chapter 11 and verse 9 says, So I say to you, this is Jesus, ask and it will be given. Some of you know this, this passage. Seek and you will find. Knock. And the door will be open for everyone. Everybody say everyone. See, that means everybody in this room and everybody online right now. Everyone who asks or sees and who seeks finds. And to the one who knocks, the door will be open. But he's not done. A lot of us, that's where we stop. But let's let Jesus explain what he's talking about. From, from Jesus. Which of you fathers... If your son asks for fish, will he give him a snake instead? Or if he asks for an egg, will he give him a scorpion? If you then, though you are evil, know how to give good gifts to your children, notice it's a gift, how much more will your Father in heaven give, what are you talking about, Jesus? The Holy Spirit to those who ask him. He says, if you'll ask, and you say, well, yeah, I need a new car, or I need a new house, or I need a new apartment that's cheaper and nicer and whatever. No, 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 that's not the context. What he's talking about here, and Jesus isn't against you getting a new car, you new house, or whatever else. I'm telling you, there's something you need more than a new house. There's something you need more than anything else that I know of. And Jesus is talking about that. He says you need the Holy Spirit. Isn't it interesting? He uses egg and he uses fish, which were two of their main proteins that they use, that they eat daily. It was like a staple. And Jesus says, this is not chocolate cake, as good as that is. This is not, this is not queso. As good as that is. This, this is not awesome sweet tea. This, this is not some of those other things. This is meat. This is, pro, this is daily food. This is something you need every day of your life. When you get up tomorrow on Monday, guess who you need? You need the Holy Spirit. When you get up on Tuesday, guess who you need? You need the Holy Spirit. When you get up on Wednesday, guess who you need? The Holy Every day, every day, every day, God, fill me with the Holy Spirit. And here, here's where I want to land, all right? Here's what he says. This is, this is Jesus. This is not me. Jesus says, ask. 
Just ask. Because just like a good dad who wants to give, I'm the better kind of dad. That's what he says. He says, you evil people. (laughs) I'm better than you. I'm perfect. And I give a perfect gift. It's a perfect fit. It's perfect for every day. It's perfect for every situation that you're in and that you'll ever be in. It'll break prejudice. It'll break disunity. It'll break bondages. It'll break addictions. It'll set captives free. It'll do what no other power can do. And all we need to do is ask. Come on, let's pray. Heavenly Father, we come to you today and we just ask for the Holy Spirit. You said if we would ask, we would receive. If we knock, it open up to us. And there's some of you here and there's some of you online that I've, I've hit on something today. You need more. You need more. You're, you're barely hanging on. You're, you're sometimes wringing your hands just like people who don't even know Jesus. You're no different. Sometimes at work, you, you just chime right in with the negativity. You chime right in with your friends. You, you, you laugh at the same jokes. You carry on. You, you, you just have the same kind of life that they do. And who wants that when there's something better? There's something greater. And if you're here today and you'd say, Craig, I'm going to put everything I know aside. And I'm just going to come to the Father and I want more. I want more. I want to not just be filled. I want to be so full that I'm overflowing to others in my family, to others of my friends, that people get the spillover of my life because of the power of the Holy Spirit. How many want that today? Just raise your hand all over this room. Yes, hands all over this room. Online, just stretch your hand toward the screen right now so I'm gonna pray for you. Heavenly Father, you said ask and we shall receive. So today we're asking, take our tongue, take our mind, take our soul, our spirit, and baptize us with the Holy Spirit until we are overflowing and we make a difference wherever we go because of the X factor in our lives, the Holy Spirit of God. Maybe you're here today or you're watching online and you need a gift from God, but let me tell you what gift some of you need. You need the gift of Jesus. The Bible says God so loved the world that he gave his only son to die on a cross, to pay a sacrificial sacrifice, a death 
you didn't have to die for. He died for you so that you could live in him. And his resurrection gives you hope of a resurrection. Because he said, you'll be with me forever because of what I've done for you. And if you need God's first gift of Jesus, his, his one and only son, if you need that gift, the greatest gift that I know is the gift of forgiveness of our sins and a hope in heaven. If you need that gift today, would you just raise your hand if you're here? Yeah, hands around this room and online. Just stretch your hand toward the screen. You can type it in the chat and say, I need it. I need Jesus. I need Jesus. I need Jesus. And listen, I believe Jesus is going to save you today. Let's pray this prayer. Everyone pray it after me. Say, Dear Heavenly Father, thank you for giving your son to die on the cross for me, to be my sacrifice for all of my sin. Today I receive Jesus as Lord and Savior. Forgive me of my past. Wash away my sin. Make me a new creation. In Jesus' name, amen. Come on, somebody. Let's praise him. It's awesome. All right. Uh, don't, don't pay attention to your watch. If you were at a basketball game or whatever and it went into overtime, you wouldn't leave. You'd be happy, some of you. Oh, what a great game. Some of you, I want you to experience today what I've been preaching about. I believe it's possible because it's happened to me and it's happened to too many people. It's kind of like healing. You can't come to me and tell me Jesus doesn't heal because I've seen too many people healed. You're messed up. You got to go talk to somebody else. You're not going to convince me. I've seen cancer leave people's bodies. So you can't convince me. Somebody may have told you, oh, that doesn't happen today or whatever. I'm telling you. It does, because it happened to me, and it happens to me every day. And the reason why I can get up here and preach like this, it's not because of me. I so identify with Paul when he says, listen, I'm not trying to impress you with my eloquence of speech or whatever. I come to you in the power of the Holy Spirit. And I want that for you. I want it in your marriage. I want it in your future. I want it in your finances. I'm telling you, he'll impact everything. And, and as a younger person, I'm telling you, this will keep you on target more than anything else that I know. When your roots are in volcanic power, all right? Even better than that, it's resurrection power, right? So let's stand. Come on, we're going to sing. And if you need the Holy Spirit today, you need to be filled or refilled because you, you can leak out some of it. If 
If you don't keep filled, if you read the book of Acts, they were filled and then they were refilled. Same people. And if you need it, listen, just come. Just come.